the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Saturday, four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next two hours, we're going to talk about your car or symptoms and diagnosis or pricing or um, when am I due for this. But there's lots of questions that you have that we're going to have some back and forth on. So it's a matter of um, when you have this vibration, do you feel it in the seat of your pants or in the steering wheel? And when you hear this noise, is it only cold or only hot? So the best way to handle that is, is if you have a car problem, then give me the make, model, and year, and the mileage, and then describe the symptoms to me. It, that's the most important part of car repair is the, this contact between the customer and somebody from the facility and uh, asking good questions so the technician has a, a shot. I'll give you a good example of something that happens three times a week at my shop and it's really up to my staff to identify what's going on my car won't start okay that's a wide open statement does that mean that it cranks over yeah 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 yeah, yeah and it doesn't catch or does that mean it doesn't crank over or does that mean that it cranks over starts and then dies so my car won't start that's starter, solenoid, neutral safety switch, ignition switch, electric fuel pump. I mean, there's so many things that can happen, but with a little bit of dialogue, we can figure it out. My car doesn't start. What does it do? It taps. Does it go click, 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 click? Yeah, that's it. Okay, that's a low voltage problem. So those are the kinds of discussions. And and just remember that the code... The code that your little three-whiskered kid at the auto parts store gives you, the code is a is telling you basically that you are. Um, I'm going to fix the feedback because I can hear it myself. Um, the code tells you what state the problem's in. So this week, this last week, I've had lots of conversations with other shop owners for a variety of reasons, and uh, I bring that up to them. I said, you know, what do you think about YouTube? And they all said the same thing: it is a huge problem just a huge problem because people come in and they've gone on YouTube and YouTube's told them how to fix the car so now they instruct the car the shop how to fix their car there's many shops that are coming up with a form that says I am directing the repair um, I have determined that what I've told the shop is what I want and I accept full responsibility if the diagnosis, if my diagnosis is not correct and doesn't repair or correct the problem I'm having. 
you you can understand that 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 bites hard so if you come in and tell us to balance all four tires and check the front axles to make sure they're running true you could be in for you know $75 and that not be it we had a guy come in the other day that um, had put two racks in his car two rack and pinions assemblies and put two racks in this car and he just couldn't get it right and uh, my guy and, and it was also a friend of mine and it was also a uh, another shop kind of guy and so we lifted it up on the rack and it took us about five minutes to determine that the band the bolts that hold the rack to the frame and to the body were loose so this click click on the, on as he turned left and right was the whole rack was moving so you take a ratchet and you tighten up four bolts and that's it now when you take the rack off you have to take these brackets and these four bolts off so i wasn't going to wasn't going to beat him up and say you know you touched those bolts twice if you replaced the rack twice that had nothing to do with it but these brackets sit in rubber and it's entirely possible that when the when the as he ratcheted down the bolt that it got to a point where he goes okay that's sufficient well you actually have to squeeze the rubber and so we fixed it and I don't know, I think I charged him 20 bucks or something like that. But he's a friend of mine, and he's a customer for 150 years, and on and on and on. I don't fix cars for free. Believe me, I don't. And neither does anybody else in town. So if you have a car question, now's the time, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Automatic Transmission Exchange. They've been in Phoenix since 1968. Phil and his staff know how to diagnose transmissions they know how to repair leaks they know how to repair transmissions and he tells me phil tells me that very few times do you actually need a complete overhaul and typically that's on a car that's well over 150,000 miles and the oil pan's full of metal and that means something's coming apart inside but he says i don't do much of those but he has the dynamometer where he can put the, the transmission on this state-of-the-art piece of equipment and make it go through park reverse neutral three two one overdrive or lockup he can make it happen he can also find leaks so if he's got a problem he knows about it before he installs it in your car and test drives it and then he figures out i got a problem and he has to take it back out so there's a customer savings there because he never put it in the first time and he can fix the problem that somehow he created so they're on 40th street in washington automatic transmission exchange it's the only transmission shop in the valley that i recommend Transmission, automatic transmission exchange. So when it comes to car repair, you ladies, I sympathize with you because oftentimes your husband will tell you what to say. And when you get to the shop, you look like a deer in the headlights and you tell us what he told you to say. And I want to suggest to you that you can say, here's my husband's cell phone and he will explain to you what it is that's happening um, because he tried to explain it to me and I just don't understand and I'm afraid I'm going to give you bad information. That is a perfect, we understand code talk. <laughs> we understand that. My industry understands that kind of code talk. So in the event that you uh, you have that situation, I've just given you an easy way out. Gil, who have you got? We have Lisa. Lisa, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Nice to talk to you. Thank I have you. two two questions. Um, so I have a 2015 Dodge Caravan, and it makes this um, uh, electrical sound 
like after I uh, opened the sliding doors uh, on the van. Uh huh. Sometimes, sometimes it'll make that noise when um, I turn the car on or off. So I had a year old battery and it went completely dead. I've taken it to the dealer three times and nobody hears that noise except me. So I kind of feel like a psycho when I'm talking to a psychedelic person when I'm talking about this draining electrical sound that I hear because nobody heard it. So the battery went dead. I took it to the dealer this morning and now they did hear it. But with the new battery, that er noise only happens when I turn the car on and when I turn the car off. So the guy at the dealer said, well, it's your CD player. I said, no, it's not, but I don't know what it is. Well, and the second question, can okay. I wait to hear you answer this one? Um, yeah, because it would be easier for me. Um, okay. What did the sliding doors have to do with this first problem? It made It made that electrical sound after the door opened or closed. Okay. Um, isn't that the latch or the lock mechanism? Doesn't that, when you open the door, it, it unlatches and the door swings open or slides open, and then when you close it, the, the latch closes and, and secures the door? Is Could that but, noise be that? No, because that same noise happens now with the new battery when I turn the motor on. After I turn it on, it makes that noise. And when I turn it off, it's off. And then it makes that noise again. And I haven't touched the sliding door. But that okay. hasn't, the sliding door business hasn't happened since I got this brand new battery. Okay, well, we're not going to deal with that because that's a, that's a red herring. Okay? okay? We can answer that question after the car's fixed. But to chase it and say, well, she put a new battery in, so should we put an old battery in? Should we try that? Maybe we should take the new battery and drain it down and start the car. You can imagine that that's going to get expensive. So that yeah. doesn't make any difference. The, the question is, is where's the noise coming from? Is it coming from the dashboard? Is it coming in from underneath the hood? Is it coming, where's it coming from? It's coming from the front of the car. That's for sure. Okay. Does it coincide with you taking the key and trying to start the car? No. Okay. So starting the car is not a problem. When you stick the key in the ignition, it goes rrr, 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 and it starts right up, and that's not any part of the problem you're talking about. Right. Okay. And when this happens, does it happen any other time except first thing when you get in the car, or does it happen every single time you're in the car, and does it happen that way? So when I start the car now, that uh, noise comes on right after I start the car. And when I shut it off, that same noise happens again. Okay. And and you can't duplicate that in front of them? I did today. I couldn't before. Okay. Okay. The, the, you you kind of have to learn how to teach them to make it happen. And the easiest way to do that, you have to understand the service rider is going to take your information. Then they're going to write it down. They're going to send it to the dispatcher. And this is a dealership arena. The dispatcher is going to get that information, and then he's going to call the technician forward. Well, obviously, if you said the problem's red, it could very well be told to the technician it's green. So you write a note, and you, and you tape it to the rearview mirror, and it says, Dear Technician, here's how you make it happen. Here's my cell phone. Call me if you have a question. That way you're talking to the guy that's working on your car. 
but I, I can't diagnose you know noises over over the radio um and <laughs> and I understand what you're talking about but um you're talking about when you shut the car and and in a synopsis is this when I start the car after the motor starts there's a noise and the noise right. is a whistle the noise is a rattle the noise is a knock the noise is and describe the noise is it like someone knocking on the door no. is it is it something that's rattling is it kind no. of a those no. are the kinds of questions that that you and then you say when I shut it off then as soon as I turn the key to the off position and the motor quits spinning then the noise is back again right that's that's what has to happen where you can write down exactly how to make the noise because if they can't get it to happen, then they're not going to be able to fix it. And if they guess, they're going to guess with your money. And, of course, that's a bad idea. How many miles are on your 2015 caravan? 86,000. Okay. All right. The only thing I would say is is if they say that they've got it fixed, you look them in the eye and you say, I don't want to pay for guessing. When I hope when I get that vehicle back and for the next three, four, five days, I don't hear that noise. I hope that's what it is, because if it's not, I want to bring it back, and I want to start all over again. So I want the old part, put it in the floor of my car. That way, if that doesn't fix it, you can put the old part back on. You can take your new part off, and you can we can start all over. That's what needs to happen. Now, I know you had a second question, so I'm going to put you on hold, and I'm going to take you right after the break. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m., to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Um, excuse me. Yes? In case you haven't noticed, advertising has changed over the years. What? Now, there's digital. You need Salem Surround. When a customer does a search, do they find your business or the competition? Is your business's contact information accurate and everywhere it should be on the web? How about the right tools to turn visitors into leads? Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your flap. Socks go in first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. 
but spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot, uh, hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I, I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I don't want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Twenty-one minutes after the hour of ten o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. We have four open lines available: six zero two three one no six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero eight six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. And I'll do it right this time. I promise. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. I almost gave you my dog on cell phone number. We're going to go back to Lisa real quick. And Lisa, you had a second question, and I'm all ears. Hi. Thanks again. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted to. So this car has 85,000 miles on it, so I was thinking I'd like to get another car just like it with less mileage, and I was looking at rental cars that sell. There's a couple of companies, Enterprise and Hertz, and I was wondering what you thought about that. Um, I'm kind of wondering wh- why you want an, another car at 85,000 miles, because in reality that, that car in in human years is like 30 years old. I mean, it's it's not on its deathbed, and it's not going to fail had, you anytime soon. And the only it's time had three major repairs already. It's had three major repairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And tell me what they were. Um, half half the valve job needed to be done. Okay. And then a few months later, the other half had to be done. Okay, and that was something. And I have you, a, I'm sorry. That's okay. That was something you had to pay for. No, I have a wrap, uh, a wrap warranty. Okay. And now the air conditioner's out. Okay. All right. Um, well, you know, I I don't know what to tell you. If I were going to buy a used car, my preference is Enterprise. I think their maintenance schedule is better. I think they take their car better care of their cars. Um, I like their people, and uh, I rent Enterprise cars, and I don't find them that they're you know, filled with cigarette smoke and there's beer cans underneath the seat, that kind of stuff. So if you give me choices, then I, I vote Enterprise would be the place that you would look for a van. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank oh, you're you. welcome. You bet. And Jerry, Jerry, how are you? Fine. Thank you. I'm so glad to get through. Okay. And I love your show. Just love it. Thank you. I'm calling because um, I my bumper is, my front bumper is basically falling off. 
and I need to get a body shop. But I remember listening. I listen to you all the time. But I didn't write down the name of a, a body shop company that you highly recommended. And I didn't write down the name. I've been trying to figure. I'm 72 years old, so I'm trying to do all this stuff by myself. I've never had to deal with a, a bumper that's falling off. Okay. Okay. No, that that's fine. Um, let me ask you a question. Is it a big plastic bumper that wraps all the way around the front? Yes. Okay. It's, I have a Honda Accord. Uh, 2011. Okay. All right. Um, I think, do you have a shop that does your oil changes and the rest of your automotive work? Yes, and I went to them, but they don't do it. They said they wouldn't touch it. Okay. So it must be damaged then, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's basically falling off. And, uh, you know, I guess the clips that are on, you know, that are underneath the hood, the front hood, uh-huh. they're, they're on, but they're, they've come loose from the bumper. Okay, it. it um, I was going to suggest you go to them because, um, and you know, ask them to look at it and stuff like that. But um, if, what part of town do you live in? Um, I'm in uh, basically. I'm on Greenway, Greenway, and across from the West in the sixty seven, sixty seven Avenue Street. in Greenway. Uh huh. Okay. All right. I would go to Phoenix Body Phoenix Body Work. They're up on I seventeen. Just they're north of Bell. And okay. I, w- I would go there, and I would talk to Heather, because okay. Heather runs that operation. No matter okay. what guy thinks they run that, Heather <laughs> runs that. And, um, and, and you say to Heather, um, I'd like you to walk outside and look at my bumper. Now, she may have her, her shop form and go out there. The question is, is, is this an easy fix? Can we re-secure the bumper without painting it? Because I can live with this scratch or this scratch. Or does the bumper need to be replaced? And if it needs to be replaced, can I have my insurance agent call you? Do you know how it was damaged, by the way? You know, I think, um, you know, when you, you know, these cars, uh, are, I have a, it's a sedan, so it rides kind of low. Mm-hmm. And I think um, either I or, you know, when I had the car parked, when you pull up to like a curb, mm-hmm. it, it might have run over the curb or gone up and brushed up against the little, the, you know, the molding, the cement right. molding. And then when you back up, it probably, maybe it, it pulled it. Okay. All right. Th- th- that happens a lot. You're, you, when you pull too far forward on a parking block, and then when you back up, the lower portion of the bumper it hangs up on the parking block and kind of pulls the bottom of the bumper apart. Exactly. And I noticed underneath, you know, the whatever the, the filling is underneath is, was kind of ripped. Okay. All right. Well, um, we need to have somebody look at it, and you need to say to them, uh, what's the minimum I can do? And, 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 you know, they may say, you know what, I'm going to take a piece of metal, put it on the back of that rib part. I'm going to put a couple of rivets in there. I'm going to bring that back together. It's kind of like stitching up a cut in your arm. And then uh-huh. I'm going to remount it. And if you don't care that it's got a couple scratches on it, that's what I'm going to do. Or... You can spend lots of money, and I'll take the bumper off. I'll put a new bumper on, then I'll repaint the bumper, and you can spend a lot of money doing that. So you'll have two choices, okay? Do you know how much the, like, just, I mean, like, a range of what it might cost? You could spend $1,000 on a new bumper and having it painted to match the car and all the labor and stuff. So I'm I'm guessing, I'm guessing, but I I, I say go to talk to Heather, and she'll take care of you, okay? Okay, great. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. 
Uh-huh. And uh, I'm going to get to uh, Jerry in just a sec. Oh, we just talked to Jerry. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Larry Harker's Auto is at 38th Avenue in Indian School, and they've been there since 1967. Bob and Ellen run Larry Harker's Auto. Ellen's at the front counter. Bob's in the shop. It's a really good shop. They do from oil changes to very detailed, very good high-end diagnostic work and they can do an engine and a transmission replacement they can do air conditioning they can do alignments they can do drive axles they can do it all but what you're going to find with bob and ellen is really good honesty they're going to tell you the truth so no matter if you need electrical work or brake service emissions or vehicle maintenance or why it failed emissions or what it needs to get rid of this vibration if you live near 38th avenue in indian school may i suggest that you try larry harker's auto 38th Avenue and Indian School. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. You got a one in, well, you, the first five people are going to get on, but the sixth person is likely to get a, a busy tone. 602-508-0960. Problems that come and go on a car, the, the intermittent problems are the most difficult, but the driver is going to save themselves a whole lot of money if they can learn how to make the problem happen. If you can learn how to make it happen. So if I turn the steering wheel all to the right and park, then when I get back in and start it up, then all of a sudden I hear this bang. And then the question is, is is the steering wheel all the way to the right? No, it isn't. Oh, okay. Then I want you to start putting it straight ahead and see if the problem comes back. No, it doesn't. Okay. Well, the power steering is yanking the tire um, back to straight. So it's recentering the tire, or the tire's too far to the right or too far to the left. So there's all of this that goes on, but an intermittent is tough. When we come back, we're going to talk about there was this customer who diagnosed their own car, and then they went out and bought some used parts from a wrecking yard, and then they were searching for someone to install the used parts. Now, this is an expensive repair. New parts are expensive. And so... What kind of response do you think he got from repair shops under the conditions of, I've diagnosed it myself and I'm bringing my own parts? There's a real pitfall there, and it affects both the shop and the customer, and really and truly we'll discuss that when we come back. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. we got five lines. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
This Week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. The president reacts to Chairman Cummings' charge on border negligence. The audit take his oversight committee and find out what happened to the $15 billion. Join us for our program and sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Sundays at 7 p.m. on KKNT 960 The Patriot. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Hi there. I'm here for my flu shot, and I heard there's an option for people 65 and older. There is, but you actually have to be 65. Very flattering. Thanks. I'm Judith Light. You know who I am, right? I just turned 65, and I know your immune system gets weaker with age, and I don't want to miss a day of work or risk spreading the flu to other people. I don't think we've met before, but what I do know is you can't be 65. Okay. What if I said I only have one life to live and I need protection against the flu? Nope. No? How about who's the boss of my health? I am. Huh. Flu season is here, and people 65 and older need to ask about the vaccine made specifically for their age. Flu vaccination is especially important for people with chronic conditions like diabetes and heart disease, which can worsen with the flu. I'm so sorry about that. I thought you were like 35. Don't apologize. Visit the National Council on Aging at ncoa.org flu to learn more and talk to your doctor about vaccine options for people 65 and older. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Thirty-four out, thirty-four minutes after the hour of ten o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and you're welcome to join us six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. And I talked at the very beginning of the uh, last six segment at the end of that the customer comes to you and has an alternator in their hands, and they say, "I've already diagnosed it. The alternator's bad. Would you put it on?" I don't know of a single shop that would do that, and here's why. It's really simple. You put the alternator on. And his problem isn't solved. So the shop has to retest the car to find out what's going on. So they can't just say, you know, uh, you still have the dash light on and I put the alternator on. Well, then he says, well, then you put the, you did something wrong because this alternator's good. So then you got to take the 
number two alternator off and put the number one alternator on and you go, well, wait a minute, both, both alternators are working. You still got the dash light. And he goes, no, 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 you're wrong. So the shops goes, well, I'm not wrong. Both alternators are working. So you diagnosed it as a bad alternator. You hired us to put on an alternator. We did. Not only did we do it one time, we took the new one off, the, the one you had, and put number two on, and then we put number one back on, and both of them work. So the customer goes, well, I didn't accomplish anything, and they leave without paying. So the shop had to not only do all that work for free, but they had to prove to the customer that they didn't make a mistake. And so the customer leaves with a free diagnosis. He just knows that both alternators are good, so he's going to take it back and get another part from the wrecking yard, go talk to the three-whiskered kid at the auto parts store, ask him for another good guess. I'm telling you unequivocally, I will never get involved in those kinds of situations because I've been in this business for 39 years, and you only have to... When you're up to bat, and if you close your eyes when the ball's thrown at you, there's a good chance every once in a while you're going to get hit. I've been hit too many times. I learn a lesson long before it's ten times where I get hit. So we we don't do that because it's just an effort in futility. Strictly Diesel and Service and Repair is a good diesel repair service. Foreign and domestic light trucks, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, they know diesels like hardly anybody else I know. They have really great techs. Nate runs the operation. He's a great tech himself. And they're on, like I said, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. And you can go to their website, and 24 hours a day they have parts that if you want to step up the air filter or if you want to step up this or have a little bit more power there, they've got some stuff on their website that will help you make that decision. Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. Charlie, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning, sir. Um, I, I didn't, isn't a problem, I don't think, but, uh, I got a, a 95 F250 with a 7.3 turbo. Just a week or so ago, it was getting ready to turn 400,000, had three in all the nines, and I pulled off the road and pulled up my camera, took a picture of the three and a bunch of nines, and then I drove it just a little further, and it clicked over, and it clicked over to 300,000 miles. It didn't go to 400,000. You run across that? <laughs> Yeah, no, I've never run across that, but that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean that I'm right and you're wrong. So, no, have no. you? How many miles have you got on it now? Is it three hundred thousand? Oh, I've probably put another five or six hundred since then. Okay, so it hasn't it's rolled past three. It's still at three. Well, three, yeah, three hundred thousand plus another five hundred thousand, and three three hundred thousand five hundred or something like that. Okay, so let me get this straight: you're driving down the road, and you re- recognize that you're a half a mile away from four hundred thousand. So you took a picture yes, or whatever, and then you yes. went to four hundred thousand, and actually you thought it would roll from three hundred thousand to four hundred thousand, and it didn't roll, and so now it's still at three hundred thousand. That's correct. Okay, I don't know what to tell you about that. Um, there's a place called Dick Speedo and Tack over in Tempe, and they could probably answer your question. They could probably fix it and then put the, the put it at 400,000 plus 50 miles, and then um, you would uh, I think you would be you would feel safe in knowing that you could write down that this has actual mileage plus or minus a mile. Plus you have a receipt that says this is what happened and this is fixed. So he took it from yeah. 300,050 miles to 400,050 miles, and he fixed the problem why it didn't roll the first time. So that's how I would handle it. But no, I've never seen that happen before. But 
but don't be mad at Ford, and I'll tell you why. Um, at okay. at four hundred thousand miles, <laughs> um, you, you you've gone around the world sixteen times, so um, that's a lot of miles, and that seven three will do it every day of the week. But um, it's just the luck of the draw. You probably um, were mad at your wife, or you probably uh, didn't come home as early as you said you would, and that's the karma that you got. Okay, can I have one more question? Okay, go ahead. Uh, I think uh, it runs kind of rough starting it up in the morning. Can you guys, do you have a plug, just a device where I bring it in, you plug it in and say, yeah, the injector, blah, 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 needs to be replaced, or do you have to get down inside the, the cover there and short them out and all that stuff? Well, it's it's a little bit of both, but no, we're not going to start shorting out injectors because they're pressure fed. So there's there's not really any electrical stuff to that, other than on the front side. But we're not going to do that. What what we're going to do is talk to you about it and say, is it blue smoke? Is it black smoke? How long does it take to clear up? Can you leave it overnight and let us drive it? We'd like to know if it has a misfire. Do you feel a misfire? Do you feel when the misfire clears up? So, and then if it clears up, does the black smoke go away? So you say, it's got black smoke first thing in the morning. And it goes, instead of going, it goes, da-da-ba-ba, da-da-da-da-da. So it's got a miss. And so by the time I drive, drive two blocks, then the miss is gone. There's no more black smoke and everything's fine until the next morning. And it does it again. If you give them symptoms like that, we're all going to think that you got an injector that's leaking. So at nighttime, it's leaking raw fuel into that cylinder. And when you start it up, it's got to get that diesel fuel ignited and send it out the tailpipe and it's going to be black what we also want to see is is that it doesn't happen during the day and it only happens at after you park it at night because if you go into fries and you're there for 30 minutes and you come back out and you start it up and it's not missing and there is no black smoke then that doesn't mean it's not an injector we need the injector to sit by itself for eight to ten hours overnight so in order to duplicate it, we need to do exactly what you did. But, yes, we have scanners where we can go in and look at the cylinder contribution. So, hey, l- let me look at this and see, oh, cylinder one is, you know, 60%. Da, 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 oh, here's one at 12%. Oh, okay, that's the one I need to focus on. Now, we move that injector to the next one, and we put that injector back, and then all of a sudden the problem moves. Bingo, we got an injector problem. So it's it's not going to be cheap, but um, it's capable. We're capable of doing that no matter where you go. What part of town are you in? Um, East Mesa. Okay, um, I would try. I would call Thompson's in Mesa on Main Street and Stapley and ask them if they want to do that. If not, you're going to probably have to go. Let me see here. You can go up to Strictly Diesel in uh, in North. Uh, uh, actually, yeah, Strictly Diesel is up on I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. There's also uh, Diesel Doctor in North Scottsdale. And um, and then if you can make it happen and it's on a regular basis, um, the guy there's a guy in Tempe, which is me, that would look at your diesel. So you got a couple oh. of different options. All righty. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yes, You're sir. Welcome. Thank you. You betcha. Um, and that was, uh, we still have Jerry on the line. Is that right, Gil? I understand. So, Jerry, it's my fault that I have to take a break, but you'll be first, I promise. We'll be right back. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma, the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. 
tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. So, Justin, I was playing that video game Forest Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like... And I went playing in this virtual stream where this water... It looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest. The real forest. Where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like, ribbit, and I saw an owl, too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool, too. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yeah, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right, um, do do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay, tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. (laughs) The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number six. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more, all on the Patriot app news feed. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Well, welcome back, everybody. 46 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and I'm going to talk with Jerry just like I promised. Jerry, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Mark, hey, I've got a question on a 1979 Trans Am, and okay. I'm a longtime listener of your show. The uh, The symptoms with this car is that it starts up okay when it's cold, runs good, but uh, after I run the car for about 15 minutes and shut it down and try to restart it, it uh, the starter, uh, it's a slow crank. And uh, and then you can hear the starter disengage, and I was wondering what what would uh, I be looking for? Ooh, that, but you've given me really good symptoms. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. Um, here, let me think out loud. So in, in the morning he starts it up, and there's no problem. Does it fast idle in the morning? 
It does fast idle. Okay, so when you get in, you turn the key on, you pump it once or twice, you let go of the throttle, it starts up, it coughs a little bit, da, 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 and then it goes, and smooths out, right? That's that's it. Okay, I I know them cars really well. I was <laughs> I worked on those cars. All right, so you kick the choke off, you know, a mile from home, everything is fine, right? And right, you, correct. You pull, you pull into the bar, and um, and then when you come back out, you start it up, right? And it does it start or does it just crank? Well, it it uh, when when I try to start it up after about fifteen minutes of running, it's uh-huh. uh, it, it's a slow crank, and then I can hear the starter disengage, and then I let it sit for about ten or fifteen minutes, and it starts up just fine. Okay, okay. So when you say slow crank, it goes. That is correct. <laughs> okay. All right. So we either have a starter that's getting hot, and maybe we're drawing too much amps for the electrical system, or the timing's too far advanced, and we'll drag the starter after it gets warm, or the battery's intermittently bad and not providing the necessary electricity. Okay. The test on that's going to be $45, $55. Okay. That's now, what most, most of us are going to check. It's an electrical systems check first. What would I do if it was a, uh, a heat soak problem on the starter? Would it just replace the negative cable, or no, would I just no. put a heat shield on it? Well, the first thing we'd have to do is is we have to check to make sure. when the Here's the deal. I want to start with 13 volts, okay? I want to okay. start with 13 volts. That's normal. A fully charged battery can be north of 13, but I want 13. I don't want the voltage to drop below 12.6 or maybe 11.6, I don't want it to drop below when I hit the key. So when I hit the key, the starter's going to ask for lots of amps. Give me 250 amps. And that's going to drop the voltage in the battery. I don't want to see it drop below 10. I don't want to see it drop below 10 for sure, but I want to see it between 11 and 10, 11 and 12. So so if you had a person inside the car and you were to start it, and then the other person uh, puts a multimeter on the battery on the positive and negative cable, uh, uh, post mm-hmm. and and then checks it that way. Is is yeah. that the way I would uh, check the voltage? Yeah, you 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 get out of the car and you tell the person who's in the driver's seat. I'll tell you when to crank it. You stick your volt old meter on there. You see what you started with, okay? okay. Then you say hit it, and if they hit it and the the voltmeter goes down to eight volts and it goes, rrr, 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 you say okay, stop. You let it cool off ten fifteen minutes, like you said. You do the same test over again. And then okay. all of a sudden, you go, and you go, okay, now I know that something is dropping the battery below its normal voltage. Mm, okay. and, and, it's, and now, here's something else you can do. You can take a bucket of water, and uh, if you get the dragging starter syndrome, you just dump the <laughs> five-gallon bucket of water on the starter. <laughs> and then if it starts up, then the starter's getting hot, and the starter's probably over-amping the battery. And as long as there's no other symptoms other than this one, and the mm-hmm. lights aren't changing intensity from real bright to yellow and dim and all that other happy um, happy stuff, then, <laughs> more than, <laughs> then more than likely you have a starter. Now, here's what I would do. I'd hook up a piece of equipment to your car, and I would start it up and get all my readings cold. And okay. then I would go drive it. I'd probably race it a little bit. I'd probably race some of those Volkswagens to show them what an old V8 from GM really can do. I'm kidding <laughs> you, of course. And then I'd drive it, and I'd get it really warm. I might even let it sit in the bay and hot soak for 15 or 20 minutes. And then I'd shut it off. I'd put my equipment back on, and voila, I see the starter amperage draw double. 
So then I'm going to test the battery to make sure that I can apply 200 amps to the battery. That's normal. And the battery can hold up above 10. So I go, okay, the battery's fine, but the starter is drawing way too much power. And so I'm going to call you and say, put a starter and a solenoid in it. You'll be fine. Okay. Now, I've got one more question for you. Okay. Now, with these older cars, sometimes they have a, um, a, a problem with uh, fuel delivery. You know, okay. after, uh, what was that called, the vaporization of the fuel? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, to, now, could you explain the symptoms that that might have? Okay, well, that the, has nothing to do with this. Okay, okay all right. Has not, but that's all vapor lock. No, vapor lock, that's, yeah. the, that's what I want. And, and oh. fuel, that's, fuel that's not pushed from behind it. Otherwise, fuel that's pressurized. The newer model cars, there's no such thing as vapor lock anymore because we're using a high-pressure fuel pump inside the gas tank to shove that gasoline forward. Yes, sir. So the, the gas can't turn to a vapor. But when you're sucking on fuel, like your car is because it has a fuel pump on the motor and it's sucking out of the tank and pushing into the carburetor, yeah. then it can vapor lock. And okay. more, more than likely, you're going to have just an extended cranking. So and every other time it goes, and this time it's going to go, and then if you let it cool off, everything's fine. But that's not what you said the first time. Okay, yeah. I was just kind of wondering. Two separate sippings. How to differentiate between the two, you know? So it's a vapor lock would be a fast start, and then the... No, the other way around. The vapor lock's going to be, it ain't going to start. You've got a big air bubble in the system. Okay. And so, and and once the gas turns from a liquid to a vapor, it expands, and so it acts like a, um, it acts like you know that stint that they put in your veins to blow up. They put the little air to it, and it blocks the veins. Well, that's the same thing. It, what it looks like with you have an air bubble in the fuel system. That's okay. almost always related to heat. Okay. So in summer, you got your wife in the car. You're going to go down to the A and W and have root beer, and then you're going to hop on the freeway and you know, drive up and down the freeway and you get home and then you decide you're going to go to the neighbor's house and it's two blocks away and you hit the key and it's going to go and it's not going to catch. Right. It's not going to catch. So you let it cool off. You walk down to the neighbor's, you come back, you hit it, boom, it starts right up. Okay. So now that's vapor uh, lock. Okay. So how would I know if I need a, a stronger battery in the car? Because I'm not too sure that the, the, the battery was selected correctly for this car. Okay. Well, it's going to be a CCA number, and the CCA number 500, 600, 700 is cold cranking amps. CCA stands for cold cranking amps. So in your case, you're probably going to have at least a 400 CCA battery, at Mm -hmm. least. And so... and then a, a simple battery test is, is we'll take off the, the we'll unplug the, uh, the coil power, and so we're just going to crank the motor over. So we're going to take a special piece of equipment, we're going to hook it up to the battery, we're going to use this inductive amp probe and go around the negative cable or the positive, it doesn't make any difference, and we're going to crank the motor over. Well, we're going to disable the ignition system so it doesn't start, but we want to mm-hmm. crank it over for 15 seconds. Now we're checking the amp draw, we're checking uh-huh. the voltage on the battery. If it fails either one of those, you need a new battery. That okay. test is twenty five, thirty five dollars. So, All right. I, but it's not going to be the situation you're talking about where it cranks normally, but when it's hot, it goes. Rrr, rrr, rrr. That's not going to. That's not a vapor lock. That's not. I promise you. Okay. Uh, great. Okay. That that answers my question today, and I really okay. appreciate it. And yeah. I've been listening to your show for I don't even know. I've lost count on how many years. So that, that, and that's I, okay. I enjoy listening to you. Who does your repairs? Who? Where do you live? Well, uh, I live here in Glendale, and okay. the zip code is 85308. 
Okay. Uh, Kurtz is on uh, Bell and I-17, and Action Auto's on Deer Valley and I-17. Both of those guys have gray hair. Both of us have hair in our e- all of us have hair in our ears and in our nose, and that car we know like the back of our hand. Okay. So uh, those would I'll be guys that the, you could do that. I'll check with Kurt or Action Auto. Mm-hmm. And then what you say is, is you say this old Trans Am, the '79 Trans Am. There are times it cranks over just fine. The motor just, but when it's warm, it's. That's it too. You just that's it. All you have to do, and you say. Is there an electrical test you run? And he goes, oh, yeah, I'll check your battery, your alternator. I'll check for shorts. I'll check for draws, and that's $35. And you say, tell me what time you want me to come down. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Okay. All right. Well, hey, thank you very much, Mark. Thank I appreciate you. it. You're welcome. You're welcome. There's a difference between us gray-haireds and the young bucks. <laughs> the, the young bucks are raised on Apple telephones and computers. But when it gets to the older cars that have points and condenser, electronic ignition, you got a Ford with an ignition box, GM with an ignition box, we know those cars. We don't need no fancy equipment to find out that the pickup assembly on your GM distributor, your HEI distributor's got a broken wire. We got that. We, we know when the center of the, of the uh, distributor cap on a GM, when they tighten, somebody tightened up the bolts too tight to hold the coil in the distributor. We also know, like I just talked to Jerry, if we have a problem with the distributor and it advances the timing, then it's going to drag the starter. That's easy for us to do. We just simply disable the ignition system and it cranks over normally. So there's all these tricks. So if you have an older car, (laughs) maybe from like 2007 and older, you probably need... um, uh, uh, You probably need one of us gray-haired guys to... Um, effectively and efficiently fix your car. How else do I put it? 602-508-0960, Kurtz is, is a good place. He's on I-17 in Bell in the northeast corner. you got Kurt, Jeff, and Eric. Now, Jeff and Eric are the two young bucks, but they're really smart. Kurt's the old guy. So they got everything covered from the 2018-19s uh, all the way back to the 50s. But if you have a fundamental knowledge, you can apply that virtually in any circumstance. But what they've got is they got three ASE Master Certified Technicians, which means they're masters, they're qualified in every aspect of car repair. And you got the old guy and two young guys. The old guy's going to help the two young guys on this Trans Am. But, but in reality, they'll probably muster through it okay. And they'll probably do some testing that we use on the newer model cars as well. So it's, uh, it's, it's kind of important, and especially if you have a problem that when you ask the, uh, the service writer at the shop and he, he looks at you with a blank, he or she looks at you with a blank stare, and, and then you say, have you ever heard of that before? And they go, nope, nobody's ever said that before. Um, you know, it's, it's probably time to find somebody who's been around when that car was born. It's also important when you're talking to the service writer um, to ask them what the analysis is going to cost what's the diagnosis going to cost what are you going to do and uh, what do you think it is because when the car doesn't start the question has to be does it crank or does it crank over and not catch and if that question is not answered then we don't know if it's spark or fuel so we're going to have to test both systems and you're going to pay a bigger diagnostic bill so if you just be specific it cranks over it goes but it doesn't catch and it only does it hot or vice versa. When I hit the key, it just goes, and that doesn't do any more. 
That's an electrical problem, battery starter. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.